0: Welcome back to Get Outside With Kids, the podcast where we help you have more awesome adventures outside with your kids. One of the ways that we help you to do that is by being honest, kind of brutally honest, Jen, about what happens when you do go outside with kids. We think that, you know, a lot of the time people look at what other people are doing and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that hike with your kids. I'm so impressed. It must be so easy now that your kids are in the pattern of it or it must be so easy because you do it all the time. And it really, really, really isn't. <laughs> so well, today, we're like, we want to be honest with you. We want to let you know that while there's amazing, awesome, memorable times outside with our kids, there are also some epic fails.
1: Yeah. And I think with that, I think sometimes, as you're gonna hear today from our epic fails, sometimes you almost undercompensate in the sense that, you know, we're hiking all the time, we are doing step outside. And because of that, sometimes you let your guard down a little bit or you don't double check the bag because surely it's still in there from your last hike only to find out that in fact, it's not in there from your last hike. So even if you're a family who sometimes is spending a lot of time outdoors, some of the basics still go wrong every single time, which is what we want to bring you today. Uh, So even if you're looking through our Instagram feeds or somebody else's Instagram feeds, thinking like every hike or every moment was magical. I mean, if you're a parent and you've been in the trenches, you know, every moment is not magical. There are certainly some great moments that come together from being outside, but we'll walk you through on today's episode, some of our favorite fails from the spring um, and let us know which fail is your favorite.
0: I think if we're going, we're casting our minds back to the beginning of spring and I mean, if you're not in Vancouver and you follow us, you must be like, wow, they talk about the weather a lot. And that's just like a Vancouver thing, right, Jen? Like people in Vancouver love bitching and moaning about the weather. Oh, it's too cold. Oh, Oh, no, now it's too hot. But it's because it's like it's – It's kind of relentless. And April, if we can remember April, I don't because it's like a wet, hazy mess in my mind. It rained the entire month and Easter was in there. And start us off with an epic fail from this spring. We decided to go camping on the Easter long weekend. And we've done this a few years in a row now. And it's always been really beautiful. Like last year, Jen, your family came out and visited us at the campsite we were at. It was glorious. Sunshine, blue sky. Sunshine,
1: beautiful. Ah, oh, the kind of it day was, like f- 15 degrees, so nice. It was perfect.
0: This year was the absolute polar opposite of that. And it absolutely bucketed with rain for the entire long weekend. Now, we weren't tent camping. I'm going to put that out there because it was very cold and wet um, We and that we wouldn't have lasted. So, we had rented a little towable trailer. In case you're wondering how you do that, there's a couple of sites like RVZ and Outdoorsy. They're kind of like Airbnb, but for uh, like little motorhomes or camper vans or towable trailers and other kind of RVs. Um, and so, we decided to rent a little pop-up one. The smallest one we've ever... Rain, <laughs> which is funny because we spent the most time in it we've ever spent on a camping trip, the most time spent inside. And we kept kind of giving ourselves this pep talk no, no, it's going to be great. We're going to go out on the Thursday night. And then we're like, probably not. It's really, really wet. Started to go out the Friday morning, the whole 45 minute drive to the campsite. It just poured with rain. And we got to the campsite and sat in the car. And I was like, I don't want to get out of the car. Like it's raining so much cold, bleak rain. And it rained like that for what, three days, Jen? It didn't stop. Sorry, that's not true. The first day we were there, we were quite good about it. We are like, yeah, we're going to get outside. We're going to get outside. We'd invited one of my kids' friends from school to come along and visit with her parents. So they turned up, the two of them, and- it was like this magical hour and a half or two hours where it stopped raining while they were there. And we were like, maybe this is a turn in the weather. Maybe the forecast was wrong. And we all played around. It was really magical. And then they said, all right, we've got to head home now. And within two minutes of them closing their car door, it started hailing. And we're like, oh, oh no, that wasn't the end of this weather. And then the second day, we had a whole group of friends, including you guys, Jen, and your family came out. You we were there. <laughs> Describe to us. Was it a dry trip?
1: I mean, so we had another group of our neighbors who we were also texting in the morning. And you know, when you're texting your friends, like, are you still going? Well, are you guys still <laughs> going? Right? Like, you're, you're kind of trying to text. You. And of course, you guys at this point were, you know, out of cell phone reach, so we couldn't give you guys the heads up or not. And we kind of committed to that we would be going. And so we kind of rallied and we're like, well, let's just go. Because at this point, we're either going to be inside the whole day in our house doing absolutely nothing, or we can go on a little adventure and see how we go. So we packed our kids up, us and the other family, with every piece of rain gear that we owned, including ourselves. Like I'm talking, I was wearing toques and my ski mitts and like rain pants and a rain jacket all up. But then, I mean, to be honest, it was one of those, now we weren't camping, so we got to leave after, but I feel like for us, we were there for about Three hours. Like when we first got there, I was like, look, kids, we'll just do an hour outside. And then, like, I was like, if we have to head home after an hour, we'll head home. But you guys had the the little pop up tent over the picnic table, albeit it wasn't like 100% dry, but it was drier. Uh, we strung up a tarp over the fire. And to be honest, it was a good example of kids thriving. Like our kids, it was pouring rain and muddy and wet. And all they did was run around and climb trees and jump in the puddles and play the entire time. We came back, you know, under the tent. We had some hot chocolate. We roasted some marshmallows, and they actually had a great time. You know, we were soaked and wet by the time we left, and we had to like strip everybody and peel them literally layer by layer to get into the car. So for the very brief time we were there, was okay. But I did think of you not leaving and staying and camping, and we were all like, "What troopers you guys are for not immediately packing up and going home?"
0: Troopers is one word. Another word might be stupid or. like enjoying a suffer fest. Uh, Like for reference, if you're like, oh, but you had a trailer, it must have been really easy. It was a little A-frame pop-up one. So, the kind of thing that we were like, we can't have any of our friends come inside because it's too small. There's like a bed and then there's a table that folds down into a bed and that's it. But what it did have, and if you're thinking about renting one of these in bad weather, you've got to check if it has a heater because it had this amazing heater on it. And I'll tell you in a second why we really, really needed that. It could dry gear out super quickly. On the – I think the first day we were there, we only ended up staying two full days or three nights, um, maybe even two nights. Uh, My youngest kid, who's three, uh, we went down to the lake. It was pouring with rain. And you know when you think, Jen, like I don't need to say this to the kids because it's so obvious. And like my older kid, a six-year-old, you wouldn't say to a six-year-old, don't walk into the lake because why would they? But I didn't actually say that to the three-year-old. So, in the pouring rain, she was in like multiple layers. It was cold. She just walked into the lake in her winter boots. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, my, okay, wow. So, we had to sort of chase after her and get her back out of the lake. Um, and I was like, I think, I think her boots have somehow held, you know, with the rain pants over the top. And she lasted maybe another 10 minutes down at the lake before she started to cry. And we're like, what's going on with her? And then one of us took her boot off and could literally pour water out of it. Like, that's <laughs> how much, <laughs> like- Ice cold, frigid water. It's actually hard to imagine it right now because it's quite warm now. We're in early June and it's quite warm. It's difficult to imagine. But she had walked right into the lake. She'd taken some of the lake with her into her boots. We put those boots in front of the heater in this little camper trailer and they dried in like an hour. It was like a miracle because if those boots had gotten wet, we had one other pair of rain boots that weren't very warm, but that was it. Um, And I think you were saying, Jen, that since the fire ban started here this week, that campfire that we had together which was the wettest campfire we've ever had because there's no tarp it's over so a wet. campfire <laughs> so wet that might be the only one you have this season <laughs> i know
1: which is like, like to be honest i'm like well i'm glad we went because that one pouring rain <laughs> in campfire i can't even got to believe we got a fire going to be honest i, I mean kudos torrential
0: to, rain <laughs> you know your
1: partner and his skills but uh, yeah it was a uh, rain. Uh and speaking of water, I mean, we've got a few other water stories here as we kind of go on. Um we had a similar rainy. Oh I my mean, god, we're talking about the rain here again. I think my husband was away for the weekend. I know. This is the this is the message of spring though. Same kind of idea. My husband was away for the long weekend. We were trying to make the most of it. It was it was raining. It wasn't raining so bad, but it was raining like medium. And we took all the kids, me and you took all the kids out for a little bike ride and we'll go to, uh, there's this beautiful fish hatchery, I don't know, one kilometer, one and a half maybe kilometers from our house, very close by. Oh, and is it, has it even that? Shelter. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a stretch. One kilometer, but I could probably say a solid one kilometer from our house. We get the kids on the bikes, we go to the fish hatchery, Um, there's a little bit of shelter there, we're all having a snack, and then we're letting the kids muck around a little bit because we're staying under the shelter. And of course, we specifically said because we knew from the last time when your youngest child walked into the river, we said, don't go into the river because again, it's already raining. We're already wet. So we're having the kids, we're keeping an ear out, we're mucking around. And then sure enough, our oldest kids come running back and they're like, my youngest, your youngest kid, he's in the river. And I'm like, what do you mean someone's in the river? So sure enough, we run out. We're we're only a few paces away. And And my my youngest child is just sitting there like he's fallen over, but no one has helped him get up. So he's just sat now in the river with his pants fold up, his boots fold up of river water, like completely drenched. And it has been so long. My youngest is almost turning four in less than a month. And it's been so long since I've had to pack spare clothes anywhere that I was like, Oh, I don't have any. And thank goodness I was with you, Kate, because you pulled out some very cute little, I think, pink spare pants and undies and socks. Uh, We had to do a full, complete change out. And we even put, uh, I think we put paper, uh, no, sorry, plastic, like a plastic bag, like a sandwich bag or something over my son's sock because, of course, the boots were still going to be soaking. Um, And then we had to head directly home after that. And that was a big stretch because now you know, you're still kind of a bit damp and it's cold and everyone's kind of, the momentum had gone. Uh, but again, we didn't, we made it out. And I was like, wow, I guess I still need to bring spare clothes sometimes, even though I have an almost four-year-old now.
0: Well, the reason I packed them, if you go back and listen, I can't even I can't even talk about this trip, but you know the trip I'm talking about, Jen. For I know the trip. Last <laughs> year when we went to Stefano. and everything went to absolute hell on that camping trip. One of the things that was sort of a minor issue in hindsight, but that was very frustrating at the time that happened on that trip is our youngest daughter just re- – <laughs> repeatedly peed her pants and she's old enough and have been potty trained for far too long. Like that was not a normal thing for what you'd expect at that point in a kid's potty training journey. So I haven't gotten out of the habit of that because occasionally she, she thinks it's hilarious. Look, I'm peeing my pants. <laughs> I mean, I did happen. just happen to witness
1: that I did just kind of happen to witness her peeing directly into the lake just uh, last swimsuit. week. Swimsuit. I didn't even count that one. It was a swimsuit. It's like confusing borderline. But, yes, I – yeah, your youngest child has a real She's, knack for uh, peeing in random situations. She thinks
0: it's very entertaining and sometimes it is very funny. And then I laughed at her. I'm like, oh, my gosh, with positive reinforcement. So, anyway, we take the spare clothes with us quite often, um, which is what helped you on that one. But the uh, that, that sandwich bag um, – I think at some point we should do some posts on Instagram about our what we pack in our backpack. Cause I think that a uh, plastic bag, I'm thinking like a Ziploc bag. Like, you know, if you get something like wraps in a like from the shop in a bag and they come in a pack of eight or ten and they have a little Ziploc clothes on the top, having one of those in your backpack is like Really, really useful for this kind of thing. So he has a dry sock on, but a wet shoe, and you can put his foot into the plastic bag and then put the shoe over the top of the plastic bag. And at least it's not super soggy yet. So definitely enough to get home. You can also use it for like wet and soggy clothes, where, for example, hypothetically, your kid might have sat down in a river, Jen, and their clothes are now soaked. (laughs) You can put them into that Ziploc bag, (laughs) but you don't even have to buy Ziploc bags. You can just use, you know, the, go through your garbage. Anyway, I highly recommend that very lightweight item uh, to put into your backpack, even on what seems like a very low stakes trip, right? Like just a one kilometre trip down the road. Didn't know. Didn't know it was going to be so uh, so exciting. So, the other trip we went on to, we we had some friends visiting from, um, from Namibia, actually. It was very interesting because their life, their schedule – the kinds of things they get up to the sorts of places they're surrounded by are so different to us so we went on a trip with them um expecting glorious beautiful weather why do i have these expectations jen this never <laughs> never happens um and yeah the whole trip it rained all day every day um and you know i think by that point in sort of may it starts to get a bit like demoralizing you start to sort of You know, it starts to get you down a little bit (laughs) when every single trip, every single outing you have has been kind of thwarted by rain. Um, And, like, I think we did the best we could. The highlight of that trip, Jen, um, and I don't know that my partner is going to enjoy me telling you this, but he's really into cold plunges. I don't know if I've told you this. Um, Oh, yes, you have. He talks
1: talks about cold plunges. Yes, he can do it all the time. Every time we go somewhere and there's a leak in the lake. Always. oh,
0: I'm doing And he loves to talk to you about the health benefits of cold plunges and how they're, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks about it all the time. This particular instance, he was there's a lake next to us and it was very, very cold. And so, it was like, oh, gee, this is a bit of a thing. And he was like, I'm going to do my cold plunge. It was raining. We all got out there in like our raincoats and umbrellas to watch him do his cold plunge. Unfortunately for him, while he was like, oh, here I go, everybody. Look at me. Our friend's 10-year-old daughter was like, I'd do that. She went and put her swimsuit on and while he was like gearing himself up, getting all ready for it, he got in and she just got straight in after him. And yeah, it was really, really cold. But a 10-year-old girl doing it with like without a second thought was like hilarious juxtaposition. So um, we didn't talk anymore about my partner's cold plunge after that. We talked about the kids because that was pretty impressive. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm impressed. You know how I feel about cold water, Kate? Like I just, I can't tolerate cold water. I I honestly can't do it. So kudos to those who can, uh, because yeah, I just, uh, I do not like cold water. I really, I really, really don't. I don't care about the health benefits. My feet just, they can't take it. Well, if we keep going with the water theme. Now, this is a juxtaposition because it was very, very hot. It was oh gosh, when did we have that first hot weekend? It was Mother's Day weekend. That's what it was. And so it was in May, in between some of these other rainy adventures. And all of a sudden it was 30 degrees. We went from five degrees and rainy to I think in a span of a couple of days, like, oh, we have a heat warning and it's 30 degrees outside. Thanks, climate uh, so change. For Mother's Day. I know, right? So for my Mother's Day gift to myself, I was like, I want to hike Widgeon Falls. Uh, and so Widgeon Falls is out here uh, in obviously in the Vancouver area. You actually rent a canoe and you canoe for about an hour across Pit Lake, maybe faster if you could paddle faster, but we cannot. Um, and then you get, <laughs> there's a little campground on the other side And then it's about an hour hike into the waterfalls. Um, And we've done this a number of years with the kids because it's a really great, even though it's a full day out, um, they love it because there's different stages. It's not just hiking. We've got the canoe, we've got the campground, then you get to the waterfalls, play around there, and then, you know, the whole day in reverse. So it is a very, very long full day out. And certainly you need to pack for that. Uh, So we're all packed up. We're ready to go. You know, we're doing the hike. We're on the way back. So we're in the last section. We're on the way back now. And uh, we had a camelback on our backpack and another water bottle, um, which in hindsight, because again, it was the first 30 degree, like quite very, very hot day. Very, very hot. And my oldest son goes to take a sip out of the, uh, out of the Camelback. He's like, I'm not getting any. So then I go and I'm like, oh, because it's empty. <laughs> and then I checked the other water bottle in our bag and I was like, oh, that's empty too. And at this point, we probably still have about 30 more minutes of hiking and then an hour of canoeing.
0: And again, in full sun, sun back.
1: Like and there's no, no sun
0: back 30 degrees. You go along some little cha- channels, which have some trees, it, but you're not, there's no shade. It's not like you're in No, sh- no um, shade. Late afternoon sun. Oof. Late
1: afternoon. It's like two o'clock. Uh, now classic. My youngest child has passed out and my husband's carrying him, obviously, because this is I was going to ask. How is he does. coping?
0: Because this is just He's, classic him. Yeah.
1: Now I will say on the upside here, because I was a bit panicked. Like there were, oh, so one thing we did right was there's was more water in the car, right? always leave extra water in the car as a, like, it's just a thing we do when we go hiking, have an emergency water bottle in the car. In hindsight, the emergency water bottle should have been in the bag and we should have had actually (laughs) another water bottle in the car. But I just, we hadn't been in a hot day for so long where I was like, oh, we have three liters of water. Like that should be enough for the day. And it just wasn't like we all were just so parched. Now on the upside, I showed our kids, we talked about how to collect water when you're out. And there was lots of little, like little mini waterfalls along the side. So I took my oldest son. I was like, look, I can hear water running. Let's go find some running water. You know, if water's moving, if it's clear, we kind of went over some things like, what would you do? And so we did. And so we filled up a water bottle. So some fresh running water tasted fine. I was like, for the limited amount, we're going to drink. It's probably going to be okay. Ooh, uh, but it was a really gym. good reminder. No and in him? hindsight, I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I'm like, don't get sick. Oh my God. If we had stomach bug to this trip, it's really going to be Uh, But it was fine. It was totally fine. And we got back to the car and I dumped that water out and we drank the other water. Um, And truly, when you're in some of these places, like they're very protected where the watershed is coming from, you know, the water's moving, it's clear. But I was like, if it's this or the lake water, this is better than lake water, you know, for a number of reasons. Um, But again, it was that really kick in the pants reminder of like, oh, I really like, if you actually budget, you know, how much water you should have per person on a hot, day we're way under the limit like we should have had at least another liter of water and it could have left more water actually in the canoe that would have been a smart play too to be like mm. oh if you don't want to carry all the extra water like leave another water bottle in the canoe for that canoe way back but oh we were all kind of panicked like as we're standing there in the blistering sun I was like like we won't die but like we're all gonna be really parched by the time we get back <laughs> you know
0: we've had that on a hike before pre-kids and what we put into our first aid kit after that was some of those aqua tabs like the ones that you can use to treat water um again like you know the other item that i said i put in my backpack for a day hike which is a plastic bag um very light so you don't even know you've got it so those can be useful in case i mean i think it's unlikely but a dead animal could have just laid down in the stream of upstream from you and, uh, yeah. you know, it doesn't fill you with joy, particularly if you have hours left. And sometimes that that has happened to me. You ran out of water early in a hike and you're like, well, we can't really stop drinking in water at this point, so we better treat it, you know, with the best we can right now. Um, but, yeah, it is strange to think of that because when you do those kind of hikes in cool weather, you barely drink any water at all. If you're listening from Australia, you'd be like, fools. like. Well, you always have <laughs> spare water. Of course, you do. There's no water on the trail. Like, I remember doing multi day hikes in Australia and you had to carry all of your water, all of it. Oh my like, gosh. It's like, and if so you're drinking heavy three liters a day, you always had to have a spare liter in your backpack because you might get to the next place. There might be, you know, there were huts that we were hiking through. Sometimes you'd get there and the water tanks at the huts are empty. So you're like, oh, and it's middle of summer and 33 degrees. You might also question what the hell we were doing hiking in those weather conditions. I don't know. It was a bit of a suffer fest too. So, anyway, it's a story for another day. Um <laughs> the next the next trip that we went on that was a little unexpected. It's related to the weather. People are like stop talking about the weather Kate Jen, this one I promise is different. <laughs> so, because it was so hot in May when Jen was talking about being parched and, you know, nearly dying of thirst in a canoe, um what has happened around Vancouver is that all of the snow up in the tall mountains around us and has started to melt really, really fast. So, it means the streams and the rivers have been flowing really fast really early in the season, which also means lakes have been filling up. Of course, I didn't actually think about this until we got to a camping trip a couple of weeks ago where we go to this campsite for the sole reason of hanging out on the beach. There's this beautiful, massive lake surrounded by snow-capped mountains, beautiful pebbly rock beach and the times that we've camped there there's a very small campsite there's not much to do there except muck around on the beach throw rocks put sticks down the river and watch how fast they float make things play around in the logs the kids just you know we deliberately go there so that we don't have to do anything except just hang out at the campsite in the morning and then go to the beach all day so we get to this beach then where it's maybe 50 meters wide in some points normally it's like a big beach And the water had covered everything. There had been so much snow melt. The lake was, although the lake is gigantic, it didn't occur to me that the water level could rise this much. And there was absolutely no beach, as in nowhere to hang out and nothing to do. On a day where, on a weekend where we'd booked three full days, three nights at this campsite, I remember looking at my husband being like, what the hell are we going to do here? Like all we've got is like a tent pad and a table in the campsite. And as we were there, the water kept rising and it kept moving like closer and closer to our campsite. It flooded part of the campsite. It wasn't like a, oh, my gosh, it's it's rising so rapidly. But over the course of a couple of days, some campsites became underwater. Um, we actually ended up leaving a day early because we kind of ran out of things to do that didn't involve just sitting at our picnic table at the campsite. <laughs> It's like, our kids are very inventive, but like, what a shame. I was so disappointed. And it does go to show that like, you should be prepared for multiple situations with kids. Maybe you can think it through. I don't know what else you would have planned for that trip, but it had never occurred to me that the thing that we ride on the most just wouldn't even be accessible.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, it goes to show like that same campground you've booked in April, amazing weather, great beach. This year you booked it in May. And thinking, oh, it'll be even better weather. No. And because the weather was better, there was no beach. Like, it's not mm. something you could have really planned for. Like, sometimes, even as seasoned campers, like, you can't control the weather, you can't control the melt. Um, and obviously, we can't control what our kids get to, like get sick or some of those other things. So sometimes camping is like, I feel like we have to book like three to four trips all summer to hope that, like, one, maybe two, actually go the way that they're supposed to be executed because there's always a wrench coming up. Um, in fact, I mean, as, as we're recording this right now, we were hoping to go camping this upcoming weekend. Um, we had we were actually got a campsite and then friends of ours had another campsite. They just invited us to come. And I was like, Oh, this is so great. And our first, like for us, our first camping trip of the season. And it has been so hot and sunny. I looked at the weather and Friday says 20 mils of rain and 20? Saturday says rain. And so- oh, no. yeah, they just upped it. And Saturday, Sunday says marginal. And I was like,
0: we've had so many sunny
1: weekends in a row and we couldn't go do another another obligations. And I was like, oh, finally, like nice to get in an early season camping trip. And I'm like, are you kidding me? We've had so much sun. Now, do we need the rain? Of course, we need the rain. And I'm mindful of that. But can it rain during the week, Kate? Why does it have to rain on the weekend? Like that should just be illegal in Canada, okay? It can only rain midweek ideally from like 10 p.m to 6 a.m uh but another weekend thwarted by rain oh, kids look at the phone right now so I'm recording the weather
0: right now because <laughs> I'm also supposed to be going camping What the actual hell, like this is just, this is how you roll the dice here. I mean, if you don't live in Vancouver and you have like more reliable weather, you might be like, again, why are they always complaining about it and what makes it so hard? What makes it so hard is that you absolutely live for the summer, right, Jen? We have been planning out our summer for so (laughs) long. so long for so oh. long and like you look for these trips and sometimes you still go
1: right and sometimes you suck it up and still go still going um, and your the kid friends walks course- into
0: a lake and you uh, have a sad campfire in the, the rain and oh
1: <laughs> uh, i know and the sad part is the campfire ban has actually started Uh now that oh we're recording this gosh. so even if it rains now that doesn't undo the campfire ban uh, no. so even if you show up this weekend in the pouring rain and it's cold Now you cannot have a campfire, which makes it uh, doubly hard. What is the point
0: of going – I'm supposed to be going camping this week. What the hell is the point? So, Jen, I think, you know, all in all, we've done now – this is our fourth Epic Fails episode. And I think – the first one was pretty bad. The, the fall one last year, I have sort of PTSD thinking about some of the things that we mentioned in that one. And I feel like even our winter one was was quite bad. But in hindsight, I think the spring one that we've just gone over here, there's been like the usual stuff. I don't think any of them have been like quite as dramatic as some of the ones we've had in the past. But what has been thank really- for that. Thank goodness. If you're listening in though, you're probably thinking- Every single day I also have these kind of things happen. And we do too. It's just like we've said before, the the meltdowns, like the fact that your son, he can't really do much without falling asleep, including like walking and stuff. <laughs> That's Honestly, just normal God, now, right? right? Like, yeah. But other people, they might be like, oh, my kid gave up on this hike and had to be carried because he fell asleep. And you're like, yeah, that happens all the yeah. time. <laughs>
1: We planned for that. And my almost four-year-old is like too big for a carrier. So my poor husband, thank goodness, he's at the gym right now because that's where he has to go to keep those arms looking buff because he's got to keep carrying my youngest. Um, At the same time as I was looking at him today, and I took a little picture and I'm like, I I feel like his whole little life has had his head on daddy's shoulder. His little life, it's like his little nook. And one day, one day, pretty soon, because I look at my lanky six year old and I'm like, one day, pretty soon, he's not going to be able to be carried on the trail. So, as much as I'm sure my poor husband's arms, my poor husband's arms are very tired sometimes at the end of a hike, uh, it's not going to be that much longer. It's not forever. Um, in fact, my six and a half year old today hiked actually. Interestingly, six and a half kilometers uh, without a complaint to the world, without stopping, without complaining, without saying he was tired. He had a great time on our hike and it was easy for him. Like it Mm -hmm. wasn't it wasn't an overly strenuous hike, but it was an easy enough hike for him. Uh, Came home for an hour, we turned around and went back to a birthday party at a circus school, which was freaking really cool. Um, So, you know, like you get to a point where you're like, okay, like at six, you know, it gets there. Uh, He didn't have to be carried anymore. So like there is a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel.
0: I think one of the things we also want to touch on is like something we've learned this last, you know, season that has felt like a bit of a win. And I think for us, what we are, you know, we're kind of at the age where our kids are sleeping a bit better. We, able, we are able to have a little bit more clarity on things. And what we've been able to do, me and Jen, is to be able to, with some of our other girlfriends, prioritize our time away from the kids, doing things that we love much better. You might have heard in the winter, like, we try and put one night aside. We have very lucky to have season passes to one of the local mountains around here where you can go night skiing. Um, And the last night that we had this year, it was in the spring, um, and we almost didn't go. We are like, what's the point at this stage? The season's pretty much over. We're all tired. We have kids. We have things going on. But we decided we'd go anyway. And we we're like, it's probably going to be pouring with rain up there. The weather's not great. So we loaded up the gondola.
1: And what did we find at the top, Jen? Oh, it was such a miraculous day. Like, I remember Kate at the car, you were like, are we honestly going, guys? I like, wouldn't even get just out, out of the now. car.
0: I was sitting in the car I and know. I was like, no, it's raining. No. We got to it the top. It was raining. There was friggin' fresh powder everywhere. It was like the best night I've ever had at that mountain. I guess all that to say like if you have something that you really love and you're starting to find that you have a little bit more space as your kids get older – we really encourage you to go and take that as a big win. The other thing that we have started doing the last few weeks together is to be able to go for evening hikes. Um, you know, here at the latitude that we're at, we have really, really long evenings at this time of year in June. Um, and so you can go out at 7, 7 o'clock for an hour and a half or two-hour hike um, if there's somewhere local around us, <laughs> which there is. Um, and, Jen, that has been really, really nice. It's felt like a big win because – What we realized as well is a lot of the hikes that we've been going on, we've only done with kids. And so we're like, we were trying to compare, like, how long is this one going to take? We're like, oh, it's probably like a three-hour hike. I don't think we've got the time. And then our friend was like, three hours? With or without kids? We're like, yeah, well, probably three hours with kids. She was like, it's like 45 minutes without kids. Like, what? What?
1: So shocked. Like we parked at the, the reason we needed to know the time was that some of the gates closed at certain times uh, at our parks around here. So the gate closed at nine. I know I was like, well, we'll park just outside the gate, just in case Uh, you were there just after seven. And sure enough, it was 45 minutes to the top. Like we were so shocked because we'd only ever hiked this with kids. And as we all know, hiking with kids is a whole different adventure. So we made it up to the top, had a lovely little hangout and made it back. Um, And it was just after nine when we made it back. Like we probably, you know, it was good that we parked outside the gate just for that. We'd have to rush back, but it was such a different perspective to be like, Oh, in fact, you could easily hike five or six kilometers or seven kilometers and it wasn't that long because we didn't have small legs with us. So I think taking back some times for us to get some hiking in, just even these late night hikes as, we're, as we have the long hours here has really made a difference.
0: We talk about all of these things so that you realize that like it's, it's not easy for anyone, but also it can be kind of enjoyable to get through these things, to get through these Kids walking to lakes and absolutely rained out weather, um, almost ruining events because you get to the other side and it is, yeah, you're soaking wet and maybe you're cold, but you've achieved something with your kids you can't achieve from just sitting at home. Um, And so we hear from a lot of our listeners who are saying that like, this this perspective is really helpful for them because they thought they might be doing something wrong. You know, you think maybe you're doing something wrong if your kid doesn't want to hike. Our kids don't want to hike all the time. Um, you think you're doing something wrong when, you know, you can't, you don't feel like you've got the right gear for the weather. Like yesterday I went to the park and my kids were dressed pretty incorrectly and they got wet bums and they got cold and they didn't last very long. So we share our epic files so that you can hear that there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing with your kids. Chances are you're doing a great job with those kids and uh, we encourage you to keep trying, <laughs> trying, even if you're having a lot of the same experiences that we are. Um, we have some great episodes coming up on the podcast though, Jen, I think last week we recorded one of our absolute favorites ever, not going to give it away, but it will be landing on the podcast next week. Make sure you're subscribed. Um, Jen said it was her favorite episode ever on the podcast. And I think it's maybe inspired a little bucket list item for you that you've been thinking about Jen. So looking forward to that for a long time.
1: Yeah, I know it's a really good one, and we're super excited. We've got several more things coming up as we head into summer. Uh, so make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and for the latest kind of tips and tricks and little audio clips from our speakers, head on over to Instagram at get outside with kids. Uh, we'd love to know if you have someone you'd love to hear on the podcast from an outside perspective or a family doing really cool stuff. We're always looking for great guests to interview on our podcast. So you can send us a DM there and we'll be back next week with more exciting episodes to inspire you to get outside with your kids.